I'm your host, Jay Wald, and welcome to another weekly podcast of Deeper Dive, brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season four, episode 23, 23, yes, 23, and I want to Tell out today because our wonderful friend out west is not here, the world's best co-host, Dawn. So she is out today. So we're going to keep her in our prayers. And today we have a wonderful, wonderful guest. Somebody I've seen grow up like a just just to see him grow up in grace. I, I'll say that much. I, I want to thank each and everybody for a brother that we have seen grow up and, and Christ is molding and shaping him. To a, I, I, I might as well just call him an evangelist. Welcome, my brother Joshua Carwood. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, my brother. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear, man. I know the family's good. That's good, though. I see your mother yesterday. She was just smiling, all just all showing all her teeth yesterday. She was smiling, man. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. That's good. Uh, I also want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out uh, for listening. Uh, whatever questions, concerns, or comments you may have, please text us via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And if you get a chance, please subscribe to our channel, deeperdive.plantation.tv. And we're hoping that each and every one of you take the time out to give us in a prayer. As we always do, to start off with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you once again for this wonderful day. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful message uh, that you've given us, Lord, about unity, Lord. Thank you for my brother, Lord, and his family. Bless them, Lord, and you continue to bless them and make them be a blessing to someone else, Lord. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the components, and thank you for keeping it that someone can listen somewhere, anywhere. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, my brother. I tell you, Joshua, it's good to see you, man. You're looking good, man. The pump those eyes. I see you. I see you. <laughs> I see you out there. You're looking good, man. I see you. I said, look at this guy. Looking good, brother. Looking good. Got good chase and clothing. I like your 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 separate your head on yesterday. You're looking good um uh, this past Sabbath. But um so before we get started, so tell me about tell me about the trip that you had in South America. Just, you know, how did I get started? Oh man. Uh well Southern Adventist University it has this uh, thing called ERC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an evangelistic um, series that they do, a uh, mission trip that they always do. It's a group that does mission trips every single year. And right. even throughout the school year, they have these mission trips on spring break, winter break, um, and Thanksgiving break. It doesn't matter. And then summer is really mm-hmm. the big time that they do this. Um, and so on each and every single year, it's like different countries that they do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know for this year specifically, it was for uh, Bolivia, Dominican Republic, Af- some country in Africa. I don't remember if it was Kenya or Nigeria. And mm-hmm. then uh, the country that I went to, Paraguay, which is wow. in, South Amer- in South America. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, uh, for us, theology majors, it's, it's required. You have to yeah. go on a trip at least mm-hmm. once. Uh, and so... Our class, there's two different classes. It's, well, the whole class is called the uh, event, evangelistic preaching. That's what the class right, is. Right, right. Okay. But there's two different sections. Section A is you uh, is a section that stays within the country to do an evangelistic series. Mm-hmm. And section B, that section goes out the country and goes to mm-hmm. the country to do evangelistic series. So I was in the section B where we went to Paraguay. And so, yeah. So tell me, uh, first time out of the country or not? 
No. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. I, I was just thinking that I wanted to double check. What was your first mission trip, though? Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good. Good. Um, I, it's just good to see that because I mean, you know, the, the Bible does say the world needs to, the word needs to be taught on all corners of the earth. So you know, that's a part you actually are doing, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, I remember when you first preached at Plantation. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I literally said, "Who is it? The King?" And a couple of people they were so happy, brother, just to see you. They were just happy, man. I mean, yeah, I was happy yourself because you know how much you've just grown up to be a, a wonderful young man for that. Um, your sermon title, okay, The Power of Unity. What made you come up with that? Honestly, I had a whole bunch of titles. I had mm-hmm. 10 different titles that came up to mind, and I sent them to my sister and my mother, and mm-hmm. I said, pick a title. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> all these people at the sermon, they picked like three of, they picked like three of them, um, mm-hmm. the 10, and uh, I, what I did was I just picked out of three which one. I was like, you know what? When I look back at the content of my sermon, I was like, okay, now which one really goes with this sermon? Gotcha. The power of unity, that's how. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Well, like I said, apparently you picked the right one. (laughs) Yeah, you picked the right one. Uh, Let's just go a little bit into this sermon. Um, Okay, you talked about the early church in Acts chapter two. Um, You talked about the the four things. Talk about the four things that they mentioned that kept the unity. It was, I believe, the teaching from the yes. apostles, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Elaborate on that more about that that chapter and that verse. Uh, well, when it comes to that verse, uh, we see how devoted they were to these things within the early Christian church. Right. Um, it was these things were actually very essential mm-hmm. um, when, it came to, when it came to that church. Uh, and the one I feel like it kind of goes back to my trip when doing the evangelistic series, like whatever's in the whatever's in the Bible, uh, whatever God says, I believe it. And whatever's in the Bible is for me. Mm-hmm. And so kind of when I look about how they listen to the apostles teachings. Yeah. Like from since then, but they're getting it firsthand. Mm-hmm. So from since then and then being able to communicate with brothers who were face to face with Christ. Yeah. Like they took it to a whole nother level. Of course. Uh, so, you know, being able, they just followed examples and it was something that they were devoted to, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, most definitely. Uh, and so I guess that's, that's really, and I guess for me, when it came to mm-hmm. this sermon, it was just the fact that in this chapter of Acts, it was together. It right. was all together. And this is, and you could just, you could just see, I, 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 when I read, when I read these few verses, especially the whole chapter, for me, it was just like, man, I can just imagine them fellowshipping together, evangelizing together. And Mm -hmm. especially when it goes on to say how, and the Lord added to the church daily, those who are being saved, you know, Mm -hmm. and I could just imagine the power that the Holy Spirit uh, of the Holy Spirit moving through each and every single one of them as a church. Yeah. you know, as a unit yeah, and be able to witness people uh, 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 being saved and the salvation of many, you mm-hmm. know? So, so yeah. Let me ask you a question. You know, you, you talked about the four things that, that they did. Yes. Just put it in real time. Most do definitely. You see that? Do you, do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just being real with you, brother. Do you, know, do you, you see know, that? You know, I believe 
one of the biggest things when I speak about that I speak about with my friends uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of, especially theology majors of mine, um, yeah. friends of mine that are in the same career as mine. Um, one of the, actually, actually recently, when we were coming back from Paraguay, yeah. we were on our way back home, we were in the airport and we were speaking about certain things that we don't really see that's supposed to be happening in the church anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we speak about the breaking of the bread or when we're speaking about fellowship and we speak about prayer, it's yeah. like each and every single year, it's becoming a little more hard to, it's, it's become harder to see these things. Right, right, right. And, right. you know, and I believe it's for various reasons. We were speaking about social media, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all of these different things that, you know, take part into the, the, the disruption of the relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so when speaking about these four things, uh, devoted when, when the early church devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and, and, and the fellowship and all the, and the other things, I, I, it's becoming a lot harder to, and it honestly should be easy. If you're followers of Jesus, Christ, I agree. We're so-called Christians it shouldn't be, but I believe that the church is becoming so much more like the world mm. that it's so it's becoming a lot easier to stray away from what it is that God is calling us to do, and God and God is calling us to to stray away from who God is calling us to be. Well, let, let's go a little deeper then. And that's kind of funny. I said call a deeper dive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think it's certain ones that people pick? You know, like oh. I'm into prayer. Uh, okay, uh, I'm into fellowship, yeah. but not as a unison. I, and I believe that that's one of the biggest issues in the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when it, you know, I kind of look at it like, I, I kind of, I use this analogy in a different part of the sermon when it came yeah. to uh, the car or when it came to the body part when I got into Corinthians. Yeah, yeah, right. Even in this, you know, like it doesn't make sense for me to be in such prayer and communion with God. But when it comes time to break bread with my brothers, yeah. when it comes time to fellowship, but because of some type of uh, unforgiveness that I'm carrying, some mm. type of pride, yeah, then it was like I was spending all my time, all those times on the knees, praying to God, talking to God. Mm-hmm. Telling him thank you, asking him for certain things. Of course. And then when it comes time for me to follow Jesus' example, I don't oh, show yeah. no follow through. It doesn't it, it it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so yeah. and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in the church. Okay, okay. I'm glad you spoke about that. Um you spoke about something just a very tip of your sermon about the disconnection from the church, but actually physically being there. Hmm. There's a lot of that going on. Was it, uh, you know, you have examples such as uh, the pandemic, yes. uh, being disconnected from leadership, uh, being disconnected from your brothers and sisters. That's going on. That's this, this. This is this is this is why I'm glad you tied this in when you talked about Corinthians being a part of the body. Yeah. And this only seemed like we just it's like a jigsaw puzzle, but it's never complete. It's never it's complete. Never complete. <laughs> Oh my goodness, brother! I, I, I want to thank you just for talking about that because we need it. Uh, you talked about the unity 
uh, the unity, because what's separating us, we got, we can't be have unity when you mention about we have conflicts, exactly. we have division, yeah. forgiveness and unforgiveness. Why? Why do we seem to have this on a rampant, rampant scale? These and are things. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, and I believe that it's very important to ask people, and a lot of people get offended by this because you know, if the shoe fits, then wear it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's it's important for people to check the relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. How much? How much are you in the Word? How much are you actually? Uh, uh, making sure that you are in the presence of people who are truly followers of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Who are your friends? Who do you talk to? Who are you around? And is is the Bible and is God a priority in your life? Amen. I believe that's why a lot of us we find ourselves going against what Paul what Paul is saying to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Well, God doesn't give you a spirit of fear, you know, and because fear is not a is not a characteristic of God. It's not a characteristic no. of the Holy yeah. Spirit at all. Yeah. And not just fear, but many other things, like things that were stated in the sermon, like unforgiveness, mm-hmm. pride, strife, envy, all these other things. Yeah, yeah. But once we forget that he gives us a spirit of love, power, sound mind, once we forget these things, it's become a lot. E- it becomes a lot easier, and of course, and of course, you're gonna forget it when you're not in the Word, when you're not news, mm. when you're mm-hmm. not checking yourself daily and making sure that you know. I want to be able to make God proud. Is what I just said to so and so? Did that put a smile on God's face just now? Yeah. The way that I'm acting right now is is this putting a smile on God's face right now? And so mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot easier to be disengaged it's a lot easier to you know do the things that are simply just merely not of god yeah it's it's just a it's a sad case to, to hear that you know yeah. because you know the bible says that we must die daily it's, that, die daily carry our cross daily we, miss, we must we have to do it daily and that's you know you know i thank god for my wife man because when my wife prays man boy you you know how my wife prays yeah Ooh, boy yeah. It's, a, it's like a 7.9 on the richter bro i'm telling you man but the thing about it is, is that what I see, and it's like what I see with you, is that the fact that you you emulated that on the way of your growing up through plantation. I've seen that. I saw the hunger. I've seen the hunger that what you want to do is to please God. And that's a wonderful thing to see you do that. I wanted to get to this, this prison story. Why is it, why, why is it these guys, these brothers in their situation such so unified? In the dire straits. I believe for them, they were truly at a point, at least the leaders within the Adventist church that was in the prison, yeah. and the leaders are prisoners. They uh, actually, while I was there, they actually, some uh, a good amount of them have uh, have received their certificates for being Bible workers now. Okay, good. You know, God's good. But a lot of them in there, uh, were at a point in their lives where they were truly searching. Mm-hmm. They had nothing left. <laughs> they just, yeah. I need some type of peace. I need some type of hope, you know? And so like the, they, they, the one thing, the one being that was able to do this for them was Jesus Christ. But yeah. the way that each and every single one of them, all the stories kind of lead to the same solution. It was mm-hmm. 
someone coming and showing them love like never before. When people yeah. abandoned them, when people rejected them, when people said they they weren't worth it, there yeah. was somebody else that had a similar situation or a worse situation than them. That was just like, hey, listen, you know, anything that I say probably won't be able to help right now, but I'm just inviting you. Come to the yeah. church. Come to this Bible study. Each and every single one of the it's the, the testimonies begin totally different because they all have different crazy stories. Yeah. But it all ends with, and so-and-so came to me when I was in the middle of this. And so-and-so came to me. And so-and-so came to me. And I was just like, man, it's beautiful. It was honestly yeah. a very beautiful thing. You know, and you just see that their bond. It was just like a lot of them, a lot of them said, you know, even though my family doesn't come and see me no more, even though my family doesn't want anything to do with me, I know yeah. I have a family here. Mm. You know, never leave me. And even if their sentence le- their sentence is done soon, I know yeah. that they'll make sure that no matter what, that I'll be okay. You know, and I was like, wow. Like it was honestly an amazing thing, you know. And but these guys were very hungry for Jesus. And they mm-hmm. were so they were so like willing to follow his follow the commandments of God, follow his law and to be more like Jesus because they know what it's like to truly like if there were people that I didn't like if I, like if there's people that I know that hit rock bottom, it was these guys. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And so for them it's just like now they're just the, the you could just see a different light in their eyes, like a different drive. And you know, and they don't they make they comfort each other they're so loving, you know, and it's it's honestly insane. It's honestly insane. I can imagine how. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine how it made you feel just to be yes. amongst that. And then these guys have hope. They have hope. And then you made a comparison. Why is it not like that in the church? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know. You know. And, and it, it maybe it's because like, because I because the thing is I'm not exempt from it either. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's like it wasn't until I got to see the situation in that country, and obviously I believe everybody needs to be able to experience some sort of way, some some sort of way, brother. Some sort of way. Some, some sort of way. You're right. You got to come you back do down do. to earth somehow. Yeah, I, I, I think I think, uh, you know, when you think about the, the 12 disciples and uh, how they experienced and what they saw and what they do to be able to, you know, heal the sick, do these things. And we supposed to have the same powers Yes, from the same one to do these things. And I think that we're probably I don't know, we'll probably freak ourselves out if something would happen like that. You what? know, <sighs> I tell you, Joshua, it's just it's just something else. You, you, you told me about this story about this this in Boston. This these Satanists. What's up with that, man? Man, this, this Satan con that I actually saw it on. I actually saw it on Instagram. Yeah, someone sent it to me. Okay, like, whoa, bro, this is insane, man. And um, I know like um, like hundreds of Satanists. Uh, and they converged in Boston. Copley Square, Boston's Copley Square, at the mm. end of April for the second annual Satan Con. I didn't even mm. know this was a thing that it had going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I heard, I heard a school of Satan. I've heard of that. Yeah, but... same, same. Yeah, thing. yeah. This was insane to me. And so, with over eight hundred registered attendees and uh, organizers, 
organizers were saying that they, they were expecting it to be the largest one, like this mm. largest gathering uh, of conservative and Christian groups from across the country. Wow. <laughs> and, I, yeah, and, and it was and it well, was covering, it is a battle, isn't it? Aren't we oh, in a battle? What? Most definitely. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> just gear up, you know? Gear up. Just gear up. Let's gear up, man. We Hey, we got to do ours, but we do ours in love because we know why. Exactly. We know exactly, exactly why. Exactly why. Um, so, what's, what's what's on tap for you, my brother? What's on tap for you now since you're going to be here with the internship? Because, you know, you know, I, you know I got, when I'm going to see you, I'm going to you a great big hug. I had a little, <laughs> I had a little injury. I had a little injury. I had a high ankle sprain, so I was out. But uh, uh, I, I, I can still move. But uh, uh, I, I, I got to come give you a big hug, bro. <laughs> so what's on top for you, brother? Uh, honestly, I know I'm going to be very involved with the youth. Gotcha. This summer, uh, most definitely. I'm going to mm-hmm. be the youth. Um, and I know with Plantation, uh, Pastor Rose not having associate pastors. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Really and truly, I'm just going to be taking off a big load off of him this summer. Yeah, we had, we had three. We had three. Yeah, we had three before you came. We had three, had three, <laughs> we had three, three, three of them. But it's okay, man. Well, yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm sure Mozart and I'm sure Nicholas will love that. Most definitely, and yeah. Mr. Nick, he he said he's gonna give me a call soon. Yeah. Uh, Wrapping up with me, you know. Mm-hmm. You know I, I I think one of the I think one of the kids at Plantation were uh were suggesting something or they 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 want something to happen uh this yeah. summer. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I, I can't recall. But uh, Mr. Nick was like, "Well, Josh is here, so you know, yeah. I'm gonna talk to him, and we're gonna we're gonna get that going." You know? yeah, brother, man, straight straight reunion. It's a straight yeah, reunion. Exactly. It's exactly. a straight reunion, man. I I, I just want to thank you for this message. It was timely. Uh, it was needed. It was needed because you know we need to be reminded, you know, that we are the body. So no matter if one body thinks that you're less significant than the other, we're all important. Yeah, we're all important for doing that. Well, Josh, as we always do, we always ask um, our speakers out here to lead us out in a word of prayer. Of course. Of course. Father, you have been more than good in our lives. And so we come before you humbly telling you thank you. Thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do, God. Because you're an amazing father. You are yes. stronger like, like no other. And you reign victorious. And so whatever comes in our lives whatever obstacles even when our backs are against the wall it looks like all odds are against us father we just ask that you may keep reminding us of your goodness we keep you keep reminding us of how you have already won the battles father and you know you told us you told us that we will face tribulations tribulations on this earth you told us you've warned us but you told us to be of good cheer because you have overcome the world and so we're hanging on to that promise, Father. We can't wait for you to crack the sky and to save us from this evil world. But until yes. then, Father, please give us the strength. We ask for the Holy Spirit to dwell within our hearts and our minds, Father, so that we can be courageous and we can carry out your word to the depths of the earth, Father. So everybody may know of your love and your goodness and of your second coming. So, Father, once again, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your grace that we can't earn and that we don't deserve. In your beautiful name, we all say amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, I could call you evangelist now, right? I yes, guess sir. That's pretty much, that, that title fits you, you know? <laughs> but you're still my brother. You're still my brother. Yes, so, you know, just call me Uncle Joe. That's, that's all they call me, Uncle Joe. Yes, sir. 
But I, I wanted to give a shout out to the Red Zone, to the drum corps. They came out number one. They got it going on, brother. They got it going on. So that's good. Yeah, it'd be wonderful to have you here, man. And, you know, thank you, my brother. And I hope you have a blessed week. But blessings to your family. And like I said, man, it's just wonderful to have you back home for this meantime and whenever we need you, okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right, my friend. God bless, man. And to all our podcast listeners, be blessed. Goodbye.